Chad Prather rose to internet fandom as the man who's unapologetically Southern. Heath Oaks is a published author who failed his way to success. Together, they tackle today's headlines in a way only a Southern Spitfire and a millennial mogul can. Take off your sport coat, grab a beer, and enjoy the conversation. This is Second Shot with Chad Prather and Heath Oaks. Hey everybody, we are in the high rise looking over Dallas in the RNCN studios. This is another episode of Second Shot. I'm Chad Prather. I'm along with my good pal. What's going on, guys? Heath, Heath Oaks, Oaks here. What's up, brother? And uh, producers Kristen and Zach are always in the house. Hello. Giving us an evil stare. And a <laughs> that's Kristen. And then there's always that charming smirk that's on Zach's face. I like to think time. of it more as a sneer, but I'll take a <laughs> smirk. Yeah, thanks. You don't, you, don't, you don't have the mean face, man. Hey, Chad, yeah. I, kind of, uh, I kind of felt a little bit like my inner Chad Prather this Why? week. Because I actually did a little speaking deal to... Yeah. to uh, uh, about three, four hundred people with the uh, insurance agency, um, and I was kind of like, "Oh, I feel like I'm Chad Prather." Yeah, well, I'm sure you were better. I'm sure you <laughs> not were hardly. Come on now. Yeah. Look, I don't even know all the words you know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know all the words I know. <laughs> it was funny because I, they had me on the deal as professional, uh, professional speaker, and first thing I stood up whenever I said, got there, I was like, "Look, first of all." I'm no professional speaker. Yeah. <laughs> I still sell insurance for a living. I do all that every day. This ain't my gig, so yeah. don't hold me accountable to this. But I'm going to tell you, the it was a One Life uh, America agency out of Mississippi, and they were one phenomenal group of yeah. – they do a bunch of individual sales with insurance, and, and what I do is group. And I know the CEO there is a good friend of mine. He has big words like you. He knows he's a real <laughs> smart guy. And um, they were one phenomenal group, and they yeah. had their academy here in Dallas. And, and I'll tell you that they were um, – such an engaged audience such a you know paid attention like made you feel you know yeah. those audiences that don't pay attention that won't ever it. look but then this group was i love it they were on point it was great it was a great time audiences work like an organism like a like a singular organism you have some good ones you have some that really you have to push through and i've had those and they're kind of a it's hard when you get that but i'll tell you in the last week i've been in front of Roughly five thousand people. See, just, just different events, but different events, not yeah. all at once, but at different events. And uh, I'll tell you, I got to say, every one of them's been incredible. The group of four hundred was probably the biggest group I've ever spoken yeah. to. Yeah, the biggest group I've ever spoken to. I was in, uh, I was in the Ivory Coast. One hundred thirty thousand people. Holy heck! Whoa. Yeah. That's not not talking to anybody. That's just a mass of humanity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no lie. Yeah, there's no interaction there. Uh-uh. So. Well, I hate you because they had the lights on where I couldn't even see the people hardly. I don't yeah. like that. I want to be able to see everybody. Uh, Monday night, uh, this past Monday, I well, a couple of days ago. Y'all don't know when the, what day it is today because uh, we don't know when this is going to air exactly. But, you know, the other night I was in a deal where I couldn't see a single face because yeah. of where the lights were. Yeah. What's going on in the news, though? So, got a deal. It's funny because a while back we talked about putting your phone down when you come to get your kid. Oh, man. Yeah. But, but this one is you're not using the phone enough. Um, and it's a problem. So talk about you want to feel old, let me get a startup exec on the phone by actually just calling somebody. And it talked about uh, this article really talks about how everybody's gone away from picking up the phone yeah. and calling people, email, texting, or commenting on their social media, um, you name it. And so what I like about this is, is he talked about, um, uh, first, it's important to acknowledge the various ways in which the phone is god-awful to begin with. And, and it's not a sure thing. Well, the other person even pick up, et cetera. And it talked about, uh, this professor said, my students under no circumstances want to make a phone call to set an appointment. And he said, but why? Well, you know, a big part of it is because they don't want to be told no. They don't want to be rejected right. over the phone. And he talks about how the telephone can build grit. 
because when the going gets tough, grit comes in handy. And talked about how, you know, when people people would love to text or email. So it says in here, the next time you're about to email or text someone, ask yourself, am I avoiding the phone because I don't want to be told no? Am I avoiding the phone because I don't want to feel rejected? Or is this, I don't even know that big word, Chad. That was, that was past me. But, um, <laughs> and while we're at it, I'm here to consider some more questions and talks about, uh, am, uh, am I unsure on level commitment of what I want to propose to the other party? Or is it advantageous to have no written record of what we're about to discuss? Or am I in my 20s unclear about what the nature of this strange piece of equipment on my desk that has numbers and lots on it is supposed to be for? <laughs> there was a time where I had to spend a lot of hours in the day on the phone, making sales, doing things, calling, setting up an appointments. And, I mean, I would spend, you know, very easy in a work day, I would spend three hours total on a, you know, on a phone and and i you know and it, that adds up i mean it, you'd think oh it's just three hours no on the actual telephone with, with different people you know you're calling you're i hate the phone man i hate it most people do i hate it that's why it rejects me and, but i will tell you this that i think about you know christian i feel like you really got something here on this i'm i'm really <laughs> curious to hear what you have to say because you're on the phone mm-hmm. constantly and I, I work on the phone a lot for my job as well but i find that a lot of times when I do get people on the phone, because that's kind of a requirement of mine is to call them up, I feel pushback. Like, you know, why don't you just send me an email about this? Like, they don't want to talk. I, I feel like there's there's kind of this this hidden thing where p- people just don't like to be approached that way anymore. Right. Well, and so I wonder, you know, being in sales, especially if if you see that and it, it, what you think about it. Here's what I look at it. In sales, I always talk about there's a difference of smokescreen objections and real objections, okay? Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people say you've got to ask for the business six times before you can get it, right? The reason I don't believe in that is because I believe that I believe you can cut it down to one because I believe the reason these people say you got to ask for the business six times to get it is because you're spending five times overcoming not the real objection. You're overcoming the smokescreen right. objection. So my thing is just get to the point real fast. Go ahead and ask and get it out of the way and find out what the real objection because you'll spend time overcoming the fake one. So what happens is why, the reason people want to do pushback is because you're making them make a decision at that moment. You can send them that email. How many times have you sent them the email they ask and they don't reply? They don't get back and they don't do all things. All they did was give you a smokescreen objection because they really don't want to talk to you. Mm-hmm. And so why not get it out of the way? Pick up the phone and call them and go. When they go, oh, well, send me, you know, give me a... They, you call them and say, hey, you know, do you want to come in and meet with us probably? Maybe that's something you say. Mm-hmm. And they go, oh, just send me an email. You know what? I've got my calendar in front of me right now. Why don't you look at yours? Let's just schedule something now. And if they won't do that, you can understand you're about to waste your time sending emails because all they're doing is giving yeah. you BS of why they want to talk to you. So okay. I believe that picking up the phone and doing the unexpected is what's most important. And I believe that doing that, you're going to put people's feet to the fire. I've got some time tomorrow, and uh, again on Tuesday between three and five. What'd be the best time to put you down on the calendar to come on in? <laughs> yeah, well, it's that easy. Well, think about this though, uh, Kristen. Is that how many times have you walked into a, com- uh, a department store and say you were looking for a shirt, mm-hmm. a specific shirt, and you're walking in and somebody goes, "Hey, what shirt are you? Uh, or can I help you?" Mm-hmm. And you, go, "Oh no, I'm just looking." You just lied because mm-hmm. you're not just looking. You have a specific shirt you're looking for, yeah. but that's your natural response. Now, you will waste 15 minutes looking for a shirt when that person could have walked you straight to it. Mm-hmm. People are scared to be sold. Buyers are liars. It's our habits. It's what we do. you got to get people out of that. So by doing the things that nobody else is doing, I believe we got to evolve with marketing and how to reach out to people. But I'm going to tell you something. Picking up the phone and showing up at somebody's door and just saying you're there is the unexpected thing to do. And you can help hold people's yep. feet to the fire 
the emails, texting and stuff will give people a lot of ways to back out of it and yeah. not do anything. So, you know, how do you apply that to, to life? I'm not just in business with, with your situation, Kristen, but mm -hmm. you're going to lose that thing. Yeah, I know. Heath <laughs> keeps playing with his wedding ring, Jenny. I can't mm -hmm. help just, it. Just know. <laughs> He's dropped it three times. Yeah. The communication thing, the different levels of communication make all the difference in the world. Yep. And, and you ultimately, we've got to demand that commitment out of people. And unfortunately, we've, we're, we're in a non-committal world nowadays yep. and the actual fact that we don't want to get on the phone is a big sign of that big sign would you have something else christine I, like? I, I feel like it's more of an attitude issue though as well because if, if you call someone and they're already giving you a bad attitude like i don't want to be on the phone with you how do you get over that well they're going to do the same thing through an email it yeah. does they just may not reply you know, and then you just always do what's unexpected. Instead of being snarky back, you just be super, super happy, and then it can't be mad forever. Yeah. Or maybe it's somebody you don't want to talk to. Yeah. Hey, maybe they've just helped qualify that you don't want to be there. Uh, you don't want them to be your customer. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah there's the old saying, uh, Jesus, a soft answer turns away wrath. You're absolutely right about that. I mean, you got you come back at them with positivity, and, and, and you're happy, and, you know, hey. Do the unexpected. Exactly. Don't just shoot the email. Don't just shoot the text. Pick up the phone, call somebody, show up at somebody's office, yeah. and do some of those things to help get some of it out of the way because now it's too easy for people to say no and turn you down if you just, you know, shoot a text or an email. It's very easy to say no. Yeah, go get them. Go get them. All right, we can talk about this for a long time, but we got to take a break. So, okay. Uh, Chad Prather, Heath Oaks, we're going to be right back. Second shot. He likes cowboy hats and boots. And he's a suit and tie kind of guy. Chad Prather and Heath Oaks host more of Second Shot coming up on RNCN. If you're looking for a nice, quick, easy read, check out Amazon.com and look up Ignorance on Fire, A Journey of Felling Your Way to Success, written by none other than myself, Heath Oaks. It'll be a fun little book that'll kind of tell you a little bit about my failures on my way to this point in my life. And it's nice, quick. You'll be able to read it in a couple hours. So go to Amazon.com and look up at Ignorance on Fire on Facebook, Instagram, and then at Heath Oaks on Twitter. Pick it up, look at it, read it, write a review on Amazon if you like it, only if you like it. Ignorance on Fire, Journey of Filling Your Way to Success by Heath Oaks. Ready, aim, fire. Second Shot is back for another round on the Real News Communications Network. Hey, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us on Second Shot. We're going into the second second segment. And, you know, we have several headlines we wanted to look at, but I just don't think we're done with that conversation. During the break, we were still talking about this whole telephone issue. So, Kristen, you're, you got a business. Mm -hmm. you got issues there. You've got, you're trying to get people to communicate back with you. Yep. Heath? You are the master at this thing because uh, come on, you, are, you are. You are. You've got a lot of knowledge in this area because you're still actively selling. I, I'm in. I'm the actual. I'm kind of in a different situation. In my world, people are calling me. Yeah. They're they're trying to sell. Which is me, where you want to be. Which is where you want to <laughs> be. Would, so I'm blessed. I'm kind of. You know what? If any of you want insurance, just pick up the phone and call me and go. Hey, can I please have insurance? And I will gladly take it. He'll take care of it. Uh, but okay, so so. There's probably still some questions in your mind, Kristen, about how do you get that positive response from that person because they don't want to be bothered or they don't want to be on the phone. 
mm-hmm. you know, you get you're getting the pushback. And are yeah. you trying to get clients specifically, or what are you? What, what no, is uh, well, uh, more or less, I, I'm just trying to get information from people, and yeah. so it's not even like threatening. You know, it's not a sales call. It's just, hey, I'm trying to find out more information yeah. about this thing. But a lot of times, you know, I'll pick up the phone and get on the phone with these people, and they just do not want to talk to me. You know, I'm trying to kill them with kindness, and they're just automatically really rude. And it's it's difficult to continue a conversation with them you know when you're immediately getting pushback and i feel like a lot of times you know on if you're doing searches online and things now it's even difficult to find people's phone numbers like they're not even listed anymore <laughs> let me tell you something i better not difficult. ever get arrested and need to make a phone call because i don't know anybody's phone <laughs> yeah number. i'm with you you know my wife doesn't know my I'm, i finally had to break down and learn my wife's phone number she doesn't know mine she messes mine up every time i mm. had a conversation with a colleague recently who was talking about a job application process and um, they were saying that if it's posted on the website, you know, to only submit your resume via email, do you then follow up with a phone call? And this was a conversation we had and the owner of the business said, if you follow up with a phone call, I'm automatically disqualifying you. And I was like, that seems, you know, indirect contrast to what we've yeah. been taught to but, be like a go-getter and yeah but see that's yeah. uh, that you know what if, if that person would then you get rid of them but here's the other thing i would do is not just pick up the phone call with them but let me tell you oh, oh here's the thing say you put out 10 resumes for a job okay mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you put them online you do how they ask yeah okay and if you're sitting there and you still don't have a job mm-hmm. what's the definition of insanity doing, doing the, same the same thing, thing over, over and over, and over. And expecting <laughs> different results okay yeah. so so all of them say that they'll disqualify they've already did all of them disqualified you so why not I always tell, go show up at the places. You know what? If I was out job searching today, there's no way I'd just submit a resume online. I would be walking into any of the businesses that are posting. They're in the area. I would be showing up at their door and go, you know what? I was just in the area, and I saw y'all looking for a job. I want to see if so-and-so was here. If I could chat with them for maybe five minutes. If not, I just want to come in and personally drop my resume off. Yeah. You let me tell you why there will be? Because that's unexpected. That's not what everybody does. That will set you apart. Whether or not. There's a difference of being the annoying person who calls 10 times a day and nobody's doing it versus somebody who just picks up the phone and contacts him or just shows up. I always say that if you're, you know, especially today, if they're doing nothing but submitting resumes online, there's going to be a pack of 500. Mm-hmm. You, you, the, resumes do not get people above the crowd. They don't look at these resumes and go, oh, this one or that. But if you showed up and dropped it off or you picked up the phone and called them, they're going to at least remember you. Maybe they do toss you aside because you called. Or maybe they didn't, but they're going to remember you. He's got a point. I yeah. agree, but I, I feel like there's a disconnect between a new way of thinking and an old way of thinking. There's and there's that. not there's an agreement, that. you know, um, it's among evolved. a lot of it's people. It's evolved. Okay, so it's changed. Okay. <laughs> You look at the generations. You go back the baby boomers. Baby boomers, they had the landline. I mean, they had the, they they yeah. have a different way of thinking. It's a different form of communication. Mm-hmm. Then you have Generation X, which kind of watched the advent of the internet and, and cell phones and beepers. They came along. I mean, I remember I had a beeper. I did too. Once it didn't work. Time, I had it was, a beeper. It, it, it was beeper. broke, but I carried it like it worked. And now you got Generation <laughs> Y, Generation Z, Generation Y. They've pretty much known the internet their entire lives yep. and things like that. Cell phones. Generation Z lives in the internet. I mean, they they they're in the web. I mean, they have no other. These these kids coming along now. It's so. So you almost have to. You got to know your audience. You got to know your audience on that because mm-hmm. people do take it from a different angle. Uh, you know, no, some, knowing your audience is key because I I would tell you that. You know, being a young person in business as long as I have been, dealing with businesses, um, you know, that are primarily owned by older generation, mm-hmm. it, 
I got business because I was young and I was hustling because they felt like their generation was hustler generation and that the other ones are not. So I stood above and different. Mm-hmm. So like everybody always asked me, how, how do you overcome the young thing? Well, I, I, my, my, my youthfulness, I think, got me a lot more jobs because I was doing what others were not willing to do. Yeah. So I think it also goes back to knowing your audience. You yeah. know, when you talk about picking up the phone or showing up to, to somewhere, you, you've got to know your audience. Like whoever you're calling for your information, what is the thing? But then you also know, okay, hey, maybe you've tried to tweet at them or email them or text them and you're not getting anything. So what do you have to lose if you sent your resume in and they said don't call and nobody's contacted you? What's the worst you got to lose? You're probably not getting the job anyways or you're not getting the deal. Why not go do what's different? No matter what, people will remember you mm. if you just showed up. I'm a, I'll tell you the big thing is showing up. Yeah. Not just picking Boy, up the phone. The truth. Just showing up places <laughs> is absolutely just completely unorthodox in nowadays world. And I believe there's a lot that is evolving with marketing and advertising and way to gain things. I agree. And I know that there's ways that building content and putting it out there so that you can gain um, the uh, notoriety that you need for things. But still, the old adage will never go away. Cold calling or picking up the phone and contacting people, or showing up, it'll be amazing how much more you'll get. We fear all the yeah. time on the success stories of how they go, well, how did you get in that retail store? You Shark Tank, right? Yeah. I love Shark Tank. And they'll go, how did you already get in those retail stores? Well, I just picked up the phone and called the buyer. Mm-hmm. And they listen to you? Yeah, no relationships. You know what? What, what? what harm does that take to just pick up the phone and do it? Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. It, it show up, man. That's a big deal. It's a big deal, and I know people. And it's some. There's a fear of rejection. Some people just have a fear of people they don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they're like, oh man. I, but who cares if that person rejects you? Yeah, they, you, you know, they don't. Who cares? I mean, in the grand scheme of things, they don't pay your bills. Yeah, they don't validate your life. So if they reject you, you know. But we hold on to rejection so bad. You know what I? You know what I used to do. Because literally, I would get kicked in the face all day long. I yeah. mean, you try door knocking all day long, yeah. and you're, you're not supposed to knock with your head. <laughs> well, I, you know what? Sometimes it felt a lot <laughs> better to do exactly. That. <laughs> but I will tell you what I did was is I just tricked my mind and played a game with the positive. I don't know if you ever heard of the book Go for the No. It's a very cool, small, like eighty page Great book. book. It's called Go for the Great No. Book. What it basically does is is, is I took in my head and, and thought. I, I celebrated no's like they were the wins. So, because yeah. I knew every no I got, I was closer to getting that yes. Yeah. And yeah. so I started tricking my mind that everyone I got no's, I'd celebrate about it. And so people think that's crazy and corny, but I'm going to tell you something that if you are doing something where you know you probably got a majority of the time negative responses, mm-hmm. play those as games in your head that I can't. Yeah. Let's see how crazy mad this person will be today whenever i go walk in and and you have fun with it now you take the overwhelming negative into a positive fun environment and it'll help you stay positive you're sadistic (laughs) you gotta do something to get through that you do and and i and i sometimes take it for granted and i'm sure you do too but you got to have the height of a rhinoceros you really do and not everybody does and is it some of it can be developed but and then some folks just never really get to that point. Well, you can develop it. You yeah. just got to play it with your mind. Like when you're calling those people, set your mind up different. Set right. your mindset different. Have fun with those people. If you're trying to do those difficult deals where you got to make a phone call that you don't want to or do those things, set your mindset up for um, how it's going to be different and how you can train your mind to that the bad things can be funny things. Uh, and, yeah. and it really works because – you know, when you sell door to door and you're, you're cold calling all the time, you've got to play tricks like that exactly. in your own head or you'll never make it because it's 
really easy to just give up. That is a wealth of wisdom. You got it right there. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back for the final segment, answer some questions, and hang out with you on Second Shot. Now that's what I call ignorance on fire. More of Second Shot with Chad and Heath still to come. If you live in the great state of Texas, then I've got news for you. You've got to go to energyogre.com. That's energyogre.com, and you got to sign up. Use the promo code WATCHCHAD, and I'm telling you, you will save 40 to 60% on your power bill every single month. It seems too good to be true. When I signed up, kilowatt hours, Heath, were at 12.7. I signed up, they went to 5.3. That yes, is sir. absolute unbelievable savings. $10 a month. If they can't save you money, they will not take your $10. Go to energyogre.com, use promo code WATCHCHAD, and not only will you get the savings, you'll get the 13th month free. You'll thank me later. Kick off your boots or suit up. The choice is yours. Welcome back to Second Shot with Chad and Heath on RNCN. I love the free-for-all of this last segment of each podcast. I, it's just fun because I get to know, we get to know each other better and get to, you know, just fun hanging out with you guys. Well, and hopefully we can start yeah. getting some more emails. So yeah. secondshotcast at gmail.com. Shoot us an email with questions that you would have no matter what it is. What it could be, it's all a free-for-all, whatever you want. I heard there's an interesting question that uh, needs to be addressed. Yeah, so we had uh, Rachel from our social media department in here earlier. She was taking a Facebook Live video of you guys, and she sent a question. She re- She's a big NASCAR fan. Okay. And so uh, she was just at the Daytona 500 recently, and she wanted to know if you guys had an opinion about the new Monster Energy Girl outfits. Because yes. apparently <laughs> there there was some controversy well. over over what they were wearing. Well, I'm looking over Zach's shoulder here as he Googles this because I haven't seen these outfits. And, yeah. Uh, they're, they're a little um, risque, uh, but I think that that's n- what they're supposed to <laughs> no, be, right? No, I mean, but, but seriously, how many NFL yeah. cheerleaders have right. less on than that? And I'm not saying they're – I don't think there's anything wrong with cheerleading outfits. I mean, they're covered up. Go back to that I, last I picture, Zach. I think that there's a nope. small amount of people, mm-hmm. the small amount of crazy people that always co- cause an uproar over everything yeah. are causing the uproar because – they actually have pants on and a top. I think they work out. Yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. Obviously, they spend some time in the gym. But, I mean, I definitely think it's not like a um, – that's not like a shocking that nobody else in any right. other I, arena have. I agree with Heath. I worked as a professional cheerleader for two years after college, and I wore much skimpier outfits than that. <laughs> well, and that's just it. It's, it's the it's – the, you know the squeaky wheel that gets the grease and some folks just are very very outspoken and they're going to say some things but i promise you by and large people are not outraged by this in the 21st century we live in this is nascar i didn't know anybody got offended by anything with NASCAR. i was about to yeah. say yeah. nascar fans more Have than anything else if you ever been to a race <laughs> oh at my the God. tailgating in yes. talladega i promise you you're going to see way worse than that that's why i'm saying i feel like the majority yeah. have no problem with those no i uh, trust me they yeah that that's but I'm not outraged. Bless their hearts. I'm <laughs> I am not, not outraged. outraged. No. I, I want to pray for their souls and mine now. Because uh, <laughs> there's, I'm, you know, God bless her. What's that girl doing against the tire right there? Oh, this one? Yeah, oh, I, I, I was afraid to click on that. <laughs> I, uh, see, that that would be an outfit to get outraged on. I mean, yeah, that's, that, that may have yep, some. Oh, yeah. that, is, that, that picture yeah. is outrageous. Yeah. <laughs> the most generous portion of clothing is her shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Those shoes really stand I like out. I yeah. you said that, Zach. The most generous. 
generous portion of clothing. That's good, man. Look at you, y'all. Uh, she's a pretty girl. I'm sure. I'm sure her dad's proud. Um, hey, yeah. I got a question here that I want to give you. What? I, I love using this for either interviewing or either just getting to know people. Mm-hmm. Okay. But here's a simple thing: is I'm going to ask you, and you got to tell me pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. If you, whoever living. You get to meet three people that you've never met, and they, they're living right now. They have to be living, not old people. Mm-hmm. Who are the three people you choose to meet living right now? They have oh. to be alive. That's they have to be alive okay. right now. All you right. can actually meet them, but it's only three people you get to meet. Um, I've met him, but I want to spend time with him. No, George, no, no. Totally okay, you never got, met. Yeah, never met. Okay, so Willie Nelson. Okay. Um, I'd like to meet Donald Trump. I would like to meet... Oh. Got to come up with a third person who's there. <laughs> um, I would like to meet. Um, who's a third person? I'm trying to think of somebody I haven't met because I've met some fascinating people. Hmm. Kristen. Kristen, go for it. Um, well, again, I'm, I'm with Chad. I, I would want to spend time with them because yeah. I actually used to work uh, for Harpo Radio. So I've met Oprah, but just like, hello, shook your hand yeah. type gotcha. thing. But I'd like to like sit down with her and ask her questions. I want to see so. if she can make me cry. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Oprah Winfrey would be one. And then um, maybe Robin Mead, the news mm-hmm. anchor of Morning Express. Yeah, I really Robin's admire great. her. And then, uh, I don't know, probably someone like Taylor Swift or, or a younger celebrity. But yeah, yeah. the Biebs. There is... <laughs> You and my wife, beyond also just being the same ethnicity and <laughs> being pregnant um, at the same time and all, like you, uh-huh. I think two out of the three would be is my wife. Like Robin Mead is her favorite news anchor, yeah. really, and she would love to meet Oprah. Like that is crazy yeah. to me. That's pretty. Y'all huh. got to meet. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. My third would be Howard Stern. Go Zach. Would it really? Yeah. I was totally going to say Stern. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Howard Stern. Uh, I'd go Edgar Wright. He's a British film director because I used to be in film school and I like him. And, you know, I'm stuck on the third one, too. But yeah. uh, I'd probably go something. Somebody who's in a band. Somebody somebody I like. Somebody like Steven Tyler. Somebody who's been on the road yeah. a lot. Somebody who's probably got a lot of good stories. I'm thinking some sort of musician. And I, yeah. I'm thinking younger, too, because someone Joe who's, Perry, you know, who I could learn from that's younger than me. So think Jimmy about this, Perry. though. What does this do when you ask that question? Does that not give you a lot of knowledge on somebody? Yeah. What their thoughts are, what they think about, how they feel, what probably they spend most of their time in. You yeah. you obviously are love communication. You love broadcasting, Kristen. You, mm-hmm. you you've got two of those three in there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you think about it. Think about the yeah, three no, that you totally name. Right. Yeah. Those three yeah. can really tell you a lot about <coughs> what somebody likes, doesn't yeah. like, and then what they're feeding their mind with too. Because if somebody's like, oh, you know, I want to. If you're asking somebody for a job and whatever you ask them, you know. It has nothing to do really with what y'all do. It's going to tell you where they spend their time. And it'll give you an idea of somebody's personality. My three are George W. Bush. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I would love to meet G-Dub. And You'd enjoy that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and you have to call him G-Dub when oh, you yeah. meet him. Yeah, I'd have to. I'd love to meet G-Dub, uh, Brett Favre, mm-hmm. and Simon Sinek. You probably don't know who Simon is. I feel I bad. I don't know who, I don't know who that is. is yeah. And I, I always say his last name on the theaters. It's either Sinek or Sinek. I can't even remember. But he wrote the book... Um, with uh you know start with your why and leaders eat last mm-hmm. if you if you youtube he's got a, a think that one of the video with the golden triangles about the why is probably 
Um, he talks a lot about leadership and growth in the UI, and, and he's such an awesome – the way he presents it all is phenomenal. His books are phenomenal. Wow. The YouTube deal on his Golden Triangles of Why have probably has 20 million views on YouTube. It's so massive. How do you spell that? Senec? I think S I N E C K. I think and so if, if you I'm think being, about it, how, how does that tell you? I'm, 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 you know, who oh yeah. I am and what, what I probably my interests are. Yeah. If you think about that, if you want to get to know somebody real quickly, and you ask, you got to do it with the living, not oh the yeah. dead, because it's because living means that's that tells you like right now where that person's focus is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd like to meet uh, a couple of those monster energy girls. <laughs> um, I, I'd like to meet the people outraged over it. I don't want to meet those people. <laughs> they need to pull a stick out of their butt. I, uh, <laughs> but Chad, yeah, that's well, so mean. That's uh, okay. Yeah. People need to lighten up in some cases. I mean, I understand. Uh, maybe maybe loosen up your. Uh, yeah, your Bible just belt. Be <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty rough. Knock a couple notches yeah. off your Bible. But belt. I'll tell you, I think if you want to want to kind of get to know people. A little kind of quickly and kind of just whatever. If you ask that question, you do it with the living, not the dead. Mm -hmm. That way, it's their focus. It can really give you an idea of where that person leans in 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 a lot of ways. You can probably put down some bullet points and make a Uh a pretty good assumption about somebody if you just. Has your answer changed over time? Yes, because I met John Maxwell. Used to be John Maxwell instead of Simon Sinek, Mm -hmm. and I met John Maxwell, so I had to remove that. Yeah. Um, but my three have pretty much, besides, because I met John, hadn't really changed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, and you will, though. though. I mean, but you probably will. And it'll be different times people do, but it'll all be somewhere in that same arena of your thoughts and likes, which yeah. is pretty interesting if you really want to get to know people quickly and see where people's focus are. That can tell you a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. John Maxwell, he's speaking uh, Saturday night at an event for a company that I work with, and uh uh, used to travel with John. Used to do yeah. some stuff there. And uh, somebody said, are, are you going to be at the event with John? I was like, well, I can give you his talk if you want to hear it early. Yeah. I, I can tell you yeah. pretty much the direction I've he's read tons of go. His yeah. He's going to go. He's a leadership guru. 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership was one yeah. of the first books that, that yeah. I, I ever read. That and Zig Ziglar, See at the Top. Those yeah. are the two first books I can remember reading. He's an insightful dude. Well, you guys are awesome. Uh, Heath, where can everybody find you? Ignorance on Fire on Facebook at Heath Oaks on Twitter, Ignorance on Fire on Instagram. And make sure and go to um, leave us a review and a rating for the podcast if you like it. Yep. <laughs> and uh, email us, secondshotcast at gmail.com. You can find me at watchchad.com and all over this great country. Hey, you guys, thanks for listening. For producer Zach and Kristen Heath Oaks, I'm Chad Prather. Thanks for listening to Second Shot. Destination for premium talk radio.